And as we begin a new life, because every day is an opportunity for renewal, today happens to be uh, the first day of creation. Even though people confuse Rosh Hashanah with uh, the first day of creation, Rosh Hashanah is not the first day of creation. Today is the first day uh, of the world being created. Chafhei um, El. The reason that we, quote unquote, celebrate, commemorate, and we connect to uh, Rosh Hashanah is because Rosh Hashanah in, in six days from now is the sixth day of creation. And the reason that we uh, have Rosh Hashanah as the first day is because Rosh Hashanah is the day where man was created. Because there's no purpose of the world to just exist there's no purpose of the world to exist if man doesn't exist. And there's no point of man to exist if Klal Yisrael, as the first Rashi in the Torah says, Bishvil Yisrael, Bishvil Atoira, no, the first Rashi, the first, uh, from the first Rashi's Bishvil Atoira, Bishvil Yisrael, is that the purpose of the world is for the Jewish people. And as we will talk, it's really Nogea to Rosh Hashanah is the reason we love uh, learning Chafetz Chaim is because Vayihi Adam Lenefesh Chaya the Targum of that man was created Vayihi Adam Lenefesh Chaya the Targum Unklus the Targum says Nefesh Leruach Memalala which means that we can speak Life and death are in the hand of speech, as we're going to say in a few days. When a person says, Do you guys know this? Do you know the Gemara says, and it's brought down incredible things about saying, which is really the translation of Baruch Shem. Kavod in Hebrew, Baruch Shem Kavod Malchusol which we are not allowed to say out loud. We only say Baruch Shem Kavod Malchusol out loud on Yom Kippur because we are like the angels. But during the rest of the year, when we say Amen Yehei Shmei Raba, do you know that when you say Amen Yehei Shmei Raba and you have as much intention as you can and you try and see what it means? Thank you very much. Amen Yehei Shmei Raba means. Yehei Shmei Rabbah, Hashem's name should be great. Okay, the Tosos and, and, and Brachas, for those who are learning, the Tosos and Brachas deals with what the exact literal translation of Yehei Shmei Rabbah, but for, just for uh, us understanding, it means that Hashem's name should be great in this world. We want Hashem to be, to be great in this world. We want His name to be great. We want God to be great. And when a person says, Yehei Shmei Rabbah Mavarach, it says... Even if he has a gzardin of 70 years against him. And, and they say that. Why is it called 70 years? Why 70 years? Because a person lives basically 70, the, right? David Abel says, Shivim Shana, that a person's alive for 70 years. Even if a person's life is dependent and it's God forbid, Hashem is going to write one in for death. When you say the words, Yehei Shmei Rabbah, it, it, it destroys and rips up any negative forces 
that can go against you. So the words that a person uses, kechui machem, the Shabbos Shuvah says, kechui machem devarim v'shuvu el Hashem. Our words, what comes out of our mouth, creates, what comes out of, out of our mouth create, creates a reality and creates the essence of something. It's incredible. Tefillah, when a person learns Torah with his mouth, we fight not through missiles and not through an army, not getting in, into anything political. We love uh, Jewish soldiers. We love every Jew. So for sure we love a Jewish soldier. We love uh, the fact that people are, are being Moser Nefesh and they're hot. We have uh, guys from Yeshiva, right? Uh, ben, who's actually sitting there with the camera, uh, served in the army. And we, and we love and we respect and we respect that. But we also know, we also know that the Jew doesn't win wars because of guns. The Jew doesn't win wars because we are mighty. That's not where we win. We are mighty. But the reason that we're mighty is because of Lushan, our, what comes out of our mouth. When we daven, when we learn, that gives power to the guns. That's what gives the bullet the power to, to find the right place is through our not speaking Lashon Hara, our speaking Lashon Tov. As the Chavetz Chaim says, when a person, Hachaim Vamavis, I mean, the Chavetz Chaim doesn't say it's a Chazal say, Hachaim Vamavis Biyad Alashon. It's a Pasuk, right? Hachaim Vamavis Biyad Alashon, life and death. And a person's life, like we said yesterday, Man Boy Chai, Man Boy Chai, who wants life? If you want life, as the Gra says, that's why we have two ears and one mouth is to listen more and talk less. And I just want to say one thing and then we'll have some question comments and we'll learn a halacha. Uh, and this, the, 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 today we are on day 38 of the purity of speech. Not day, sorry. Page 38, day 10. And you'll see it's incredible what the Zohar says. It's very applicable to Rosh Hashanah. I said it in a few of my shiurim that I gave the last week in other places. I didn't say it here. But we'll, we'll read it together. It's so apropos, so appropriate for Rosh Hashanah um, in, 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 as we're going to see in a second um, but um, totally lost my train of thought I have no idea what I was going to say when I just said that uh, before that, right, that's what, that's, what, that's what he said, that's what this was um, I know I, I, I uh, when I saw the page on me, but I totally lost my train of thought um, Yeah, so Russia shot yeah, I have no idea. Okay, good. The what? Oh, all right. So the Gros says, thank you. Thank you, Yuda. Thank you. Right, you, 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 you close, you close, you, you talk. Oh, beautiful. Wow. So the, ready? This was my, uh, uh, I guess, my senior moment or something, Minashamayim, is that some people, I want to be very clear about this, very, very clear, because there's some people who don't talk a lot. There's some people who are more quote-unquote introverts and they're extroverts. I don't know if you guys know that. An introvert is someone who more keeps, keeps things inside. An extrovert is someone who, let's say, talks a lot or says things outside. And I've said this many times, just because you talk a lot doesn't mean that you're not hiding things inside. Sometimes people talk a lot. This is also parenthetical. Sometimes people talk a lot because if they talk a lot, they distract what they really want to say. 
But the point is, is that you want to first identify yourself, uh, and we will continue, Simcharabah is not here, we got to continue from yesterday, uh, I see Yehudas here, so uh, I want to continue what we were talking about yesterday, but my point's like this, you have to first identify yourself and know what type of person you are. Am I somebody who doesn't talk a lot and I hold everything inside, or I'm someone who talks a lot and I need to learn to listen more? Some people, now some people have a little bit of, of a mixture, but you first want to identify yourself. Now some people naturally are just more quiet and they have to learn to share. Some people are naturally, they talk a lot and they need to stop sharing so much. As uh, I think someone says, one of the tzaddikim said, better to, or I remember seeing this somewhere, better to be someone who I think maybe an archist tzaddikim, better to be someone that people say, you know, this quiet guy, why don't you talk? Than a guy where someone's saying, well, you, you guy who talks a lot, why don't you try and be quiet? So better to be a person who doesn't always just share. Now, I want to be very, very clear. Even for those people who don't share, who don't talk so much, don't use that as an excuse not to talk. Because sometimes it's very important for people to learn to share with the right person. You have to learn to talk. So just because you're someone who might naturally be someone who's closed and more of an introvert doesn't share, that's not necessarily a good thing. You have to learn. It's a good, it's a good start that you're not talking so much, but you need to find the right people to share with. That's number one. Number two, as an extrovert, like I said before, even if you're a guy who talks and talks and talks, you might be avoiding really talking about very, very important things. Um, and the third thing is Stam, somebody who actually talks a lot. He's got to work on his two ears. And um, as the Gemara says, Mayasa Adam, a person, it's good to make himself um, quiet in Elaim. You know, there's some tzaddikim who from Elul, um, or actually from Shavas or Batamas, all the way through Yom Kippur, they used to go on a Tainas Dibur. It says that they literally would not talk anything extra. You'd, they'd be so careful with their words. This is a time as we're creating. Talk about the first day of creation is today. Chafei El. Today is the first day that the world was created all for us. All for each and every one of us. And for us to have that opportunity to start new. You know, one of the biggest challenges that people have is they're stuck in their past. But now there's no excuse. Where there's no past that you have to be stuck in. The world, the world is created for you today. Today the world is created for you. To, to use the world for you, as the Ramchal says. The world is here for us, to use the world for our benefit. I want to give a tremendous welcome, another person who's young, very young, not as young as you guys, but he's still young, um, but not as young as everybody here, and, and to see that he comes to Yeshiva. There's a man that you'll spend, he'll be here with us through Yom Kippur, He's a very, very holy person who works on himself. He's here in yeshiva visiting. He's not really visiting. When he, go when he goes back to America, he's visiting America because he'll be here soon with us uh, more permanently. Um, I know him as some people call him Michael. Um, I know him even though he, we have the same last name. We haven't traced our lineage together, but there's no doubt in my mind that we're related. Um, but you'll get to know Michael Shlomo Menachem Fisher. It's a big honor. <laughs> this young. 
this young, this young gentleman here who makes his way for work. He has a very good job. He always helps out the yeshiva in many ways. Whenever we do a campaign, he basically uh, funds half the campaign with his, uh, as the Rambam says, the Rambam says you don't just give, uh, if you have $1,000, that you could give $1,000 bills or you could give $1,000 to one person. It says you give $1,000 ones because every time you give, you're giving. That's, that's this man over here who comes to yeshiva uh, he's, he's literally a part of this yeshiva. We love you very much, Shlomo Menachem. It's an honor to have you here. It means a lot. I learn a lot from you. I learn a lot from you. I learn a lot from you. Yeah, take a picture. I learn a lot. Nachi, I like that Nachi's on the camera now. I like this. Ben, you got a good... Uh, I, I learn a lot from you that you leave your job, you leave your, your vacation place to come back home, to come back with us. Um, so let, let, let's learn the halacha. We, I'll take a few question comments um, from all of us here. But we, let's be machazik. I think that's, that's what Hashem gave us this gift. Uh, Simcharab, I mentioned you before that you will continue our affirmation. Yosef, where's Yosef? Where's, uh, oh, okay, I was looking for you over here. Okay, good. Yosef, good. Yosef came. We're going to continue our journey from yesterday of learning, which is also speech, by the way, which we'll talk about. Doing affirmations and speaking and learning how to talk to yourself. That's the craziness, guys. You have to learn how to talk to yourself. You have to learn what you say to yourself. As we've said, your thinking, the way you think is really just your inner talk, your inner dialogue. And when you learn, and that Simcharab and Yehudo can help us a little bit with that, because a lot of psychology and a lot of these, these learning how to heal is really just learning to listen to yourself and learning to how you talk to yourself, how mean you are. As Morty said the other day, to be hard on yourself. We're learning in this yeshiva and we're learning especially in this class, in this shir together, in this get together, to learn to have self nicer talk to ourselves. And it's not a contradiction to grow, it's the exact opposite. The more you learn to be nice to yourself and to be compassionate to yourself and to have patience with yourself and you learn to have a dialogue that's a much more sweeter, nicer. Forget about that, it'll help you with your wife. Because if you talk to yourself mean, I promise you, you know what it says, you know what Chazal say, Ishto kagufa. what does that mean? Your wife is just like you. So that means if you're mean to yourself, you're going to be mean to your wife. And your kids, forget about it. Forget about it. Your kids, forget about it. You're going to be really mean to your kids. Not because you're a mean guy. Because you're mean to yourself and your kids are an extension of yourself. And if you learn to be nicer to yourself, people think, oh, you're going to be a pushover. I'm actually, I just actually finished a book. Right? I've mentioned to you many times, um, I read a lot of, I don't read, I listen to a lot of books. I just listened to this book that's called, uh, I think it's called, what was it called? Quiet. I think it was called Quiet. Um, a great book. Um, and it spoke about the fact that people think in order to be successful in life, you have to be this loud, uh, rambunctious, if that's the word, uh, this loud CEO, uh, uh, you know, talking a certain way. And you have to be this, this uh, powerful talking person. And that's how you're going to get somewhere in life. Fake news. That's fake news. Just like they say, sticks and stones may break you, but names will never harm you is also a lie that they've told us because that could hurt us even more. Okay. So um, with that in mind, let us almost begin.
I'd like to get some question comments on what I was just talking about now, and then we will um, learn the halacha of the Chavetz Chaim. And again, just to, just to underline this last point, first of all, if anybody needs a purity of speech, you could have your own purity of speech, take it, even if you can't find your one from last time, come get a purity of speech. If anyone needs notebooks, we'll have to bring some more notebooks here, um, and pens. Uh, Yosef, so, so before I get to your question, Yosef, just let, let us be machazic that it's the first, I always say one of the, the lines, I don't say it as much now because we used to give this shir in the morning, so I used to say, have a, uh, have a great first day of the rest of your life. The first day of the rest of your life, it's really true, I, I will still say it, Morty, thank you. Today is really, truly in the world, this is, today is, is really the creation of your life. We're, we're, we're blessed that we're really creating the life as Simcha Rab actually coined it many years ago in Yeshiva. Don't have a great day, create a great day. We have so much power. Each, every individual has so much power. We have so much power. Social media and the news and all the chats and all that stuff has diminished our power. It hasn't given us power. It has diminished the power that every, every individual has so much koach. I'm not going to speak so much about, I'm gonna, I will over the year a lot. Uh, many times I'll reference Momo's great-grandfather, his grandparents, where I was very close. I was Zoha to learn in, in a yeshiva where I met his great-grandfather. I remember to this day, I said it to him, um, I think the first week of yeshiva, I mamish remember him standing up, Rabbi Yaakov Weinberg, the Rosh Yeshiva of, of Ner Yisrael. And I remember, Mamash Adam Gadol, like, a, first of all, he was physically very big. I'll just tell one story. I don't know if you know this. One of the things from your great, great-grandfather, Rav Ruderman, so when he would, would come into Ner Yisrael, he didn't, Ner Yisrael was a massive yeshiva. Baruch Shem, I was Zoha to, to learn there and to be very, I say half of me is, I have Sharyash of half of me, half of me is Ner Yisrael. Um, and I remember a base medrash, massive base medrash with so many people. And they say that, that, that when Rav Ruderman would walk in and everybody, it was the most incredible scene you would see. And I saw this by your great-grandfather, Rabbi Yaakov Weinberg. When he walked into the base medrash, he had this beautiful long frock and this, uh, he, he looked like very special. And he walked in and everybody would stand up, like the place would stop. And everybody would stand up, and it was like, oh my gosh. I remember him speaking during Elul, during Rosh Hashanah. I'm getting emotional thinking about it, that I was Zoha Mamash to listen to him talk about Zachreinu Lechayim, Melechavitz Lechayim, to see an Adam Gadol Ma'id, to talk about and to say, oh, life, and we got to choose life, and what Olam Haba is. And, 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 and that's important for all of us here in Yeshiva. It's very important in Yeshiva to really, really tap in because the world outside there is not going to do this for you. The world outside is gonna sell two to three things. It'll sell you taiva, it'll sell you you gotta make money, and it'll sell you that you need someone else to do things for you. It makes you very dependent. We wanna to learn to be independent. A person has so much power. That's what I was thinking from your great-grandfather. The power of a person that I'm sitting here talking 30 years later, 40 years later. 40 years, wow, no, not 40 years later. I'm not that old, one second. 30 years later, 25 years later, I'm sitting here 30 years later remembering a man the power of that man, and I'm, I'm not the only one who is a Talmud of his, of his great-grandfather and his grandfather, but Baruch Hashem, his family. But what does that mean? It shows that the power of one person, what one of you can do, what one person can do, 
is, is, is incredible. Don't sell yourself short, guys. Don't speak Lashon Hara. Don't speak Lashon Hara. Speak good things. And if that means losing your friends over not being someone who speaks Lashon Hara, I promise you, you can mark my word on this. I promise you, you will never lose by not speaking Lashon Hara. You will never, ever lose. You will only gain. People will only love you more. People will only respect you more. You'll end up having more friends. You won't end up having less friends. Okay, Yosef, go. Question, comments? I don't know how this clock moves so fast. Yeah. I hear a lot that the first of the world is make us forget. You know, like, nice. Nice, nice. Say that again. You're saying that so simply, Yosef. Say that again to everyone. He's saying something that we speak about. He's saying it like, like it's like uh, one plus one is two. The purpose of the world. He know he's heard this from me. That what? That the purpose of the world is to make you forget the purpose of the world. You hear that, guys? The purpose of the world is to forget you for you to forget your purpose in the world. That's why we're put in this world is is to give us this challenge of maybe I'm not who am I? What am I? Yeah, go ahead. And then right, that is also that the purpose of the world is to bring us closer to Hashem. So where where do they, you know, like, stem together with that? Okay, you're asking, that's like Stam a question. We have to do another, we've we got to work on your first question first. You're meaning Stam, you're asking a question. Yeah. Okay, so save that to the side. Okay, save it to the side. That's a great question. I'm not pushing you away. Save it to the side. We've got to work with you. We didn't finish to answer your first question. Okay, we're still holding by his affirmation questions. I'll just say his question. Yosef's saying it's the whole purpose of the world is that, meaning, not the purpose. The, we're put on this world to give us this challenge of maybe not knowing your purpose on the world. And just to tell you what Yosef's saying, the percentages, guys, this is very, very important. The percentages that you will have a good marriage and, and, and not speak Lashon Hara, and you'll be a healthy guy and you'll be live the life that you want to do I don't want to tell you the percentages but most people most people will not have good marriages most people will not not speak will, will speak Lashon Hara most people will live a miserable life unless you do something about it so I always say I don't think I said it this year yet but if I did I'll say it again because it's good worth it to say it every day you will assume you will not have a productive, good, healthy life, marriage, good relationship with your kids, not speak Lashon Hara. Assume not. Now, that's the bad news. The good news is, you're sitting here at 18, 19, 20, 21, however old you are, and I'm telling that to you. So if you get to work, you actually will have a great marriage, and you won't speak Lashon Hara, and you will create an incredible life. But assume that you will not. Because for you to be from the percentage of people who are going to be successful in all areas of life, especially as a Jew, to be a successful Jew, to be a successful, which equals being a successful husband, a successful father, a successful Jew, takes work. <coughs> takes a lot of work. And if you're just going to go with the flow, we all know that dead fish go with the flow. That we know. Dead fish for sure go with the flow. So Yosef's asking, right, that we got to really, I, I was telling uh, someone uh, the other day, uh, actually this morning I spoke about it, is that gravity naturally pulls us down. Gravity pulls us down. In order to go up, to be connected to Hashem, as Yosef you're saying, we have to go against 
nature. You must be going against nature. So keep your question. His question is, so what does that have to do with becoming close to Hashem? Put that on the side. Let's say the halacha. Any other question, comments on the Lashon Hara, different things? And then let's say the halacha. We ready to say the halacha? Yeah, louder. Yeah, yeah, please. Maybe in different share one time bring up, like last week we were bringing up that topic of like shame and stuff. Okay, good. So put that down. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, great, great. No, 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 no. Great, great. We have to, there's a lot. Baruch Shemir Tashem. We have a year together. We hope to cover every topic of everything in this year. We will answer any question anyone's ever had about life, Judaism, and how to be a great person. Just hang on for the ride, and we will uh, do that for you together. Okay. Day, day 10. Page 38. In the Zohar it is written, listen to this guys, talk about Rosh Hashanah. In the Zohar it is written that in Shemayim there are two Heichalim, two chambers. Heichal Achschus, in this Heichal there are 71 Sanhedrin who look to find Schusim for Klal Yisrael. Two is Heichal Achova, in this Heichal sits the Satan who seeks to talk badly about Klal Yisrael. From where does each chamber get its power? The answer, says the Zohar, is when a person always thinks positively and looks for schusim in others, and the heichel has finds schusim for him. However, if a person always finds faults in others, then the satan, unbelievable, finds faults with him. All of us want the schusim to be found for us in Shemayim, as the Chedush Arim says very clearly, says the Chedush Arim, the ikr to do on Rosh Hashanah is try and judge favorably. Try and find the good in other people, the Chedush Arim, and it fits beautifully with this, because we're coming to Yom Adin, we want to judge favorably. Okay, halakha in practice, just as it is usher to reveal that someone did an Avera, it's forbidden to discuss his bad midos, such as a strong temper, a lazy nature, stinginess, my brother became very lazy since his yeshiva is lenient in regard to lateness. Not only is that Lashon Hara probably on his yeshiva, it's Lashon Hara on him as well. My grandmother was a very nervous mother since she experienced many hardships in her life and like we said I think yesterday or two days ago that it's worse to tell someone a bad mida about somebody why because if I tell you that someone uh, did something wrong you could judge the act favorably if you tell someone and I've had this myself if you say oh this guy talks a lot this guy has a big ego so how can you can't don that lakafs so much it's like okay he's got a big ego this guy talks a lot so uh, it's very, very dangerous when you say and you label someone for being something. Number one, it stays in your brain. I have things for many years that have been in my head because someone said something about someone. Oh, this person talks a lot. This person's a baby. This person's immature. So it's not just that you're touching up a action that the person did, but you're actually you're actually defining someone in a negative way. It's terrible, says the Chavetz Chaim. Okay, a few questions. We'll start with you, Reb Zev. When we're saying here that if such a mother, he's saying, my grandmother was a very nervous mother. Right. What about if he's saying, my grandmother was a very nervous mother because she went through the Mahakor? Right. Is that considered Rosh it's a normal thing. So, I, I, I mean, you. I, I would say it's probably still lashon hara because you're saying that you're right. You, you're saying that that. Uh, listen, my father went through the Holocaust. 
right? So that doesn't give me an excuse to say, oh, because my father went to Holocaust, he did this and this and this and this, and he was dot, dot, dot. That it's still, it's not, it could still be, you could still cause shame to the person. You could say something negative about them. So what that they did? What? Yeah, correct, but I'm saying, but you're sharing it, but you're still, but you're still saying, right, 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 no, correct. What? Right, 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 exactly, right. Correct, I would say it's still Lashon Hara, yeah. You're right, it's definitely better than just saying, oh, my father's this or my grandmother's this because, you know, she's a nervous person or she's, uh, she's got a lot, you know, she's messed up. Oh, yeah, she happened to have gone through the Holocaust, but I'm saying it's still, it's still Lashon Hara. It's still Lashon Hara. Good question, Rebzev. Avi? Thank you, Rebzev. Yeah. Yeah. Avi Friedler, guys. Guys, Avi Friedler. Guys, please. Get to know that guy. Get to know that guy. Love that guy. I would say, thank you, Rebbe. I love you too. I would say, let's say specifically in the example of a friend comes over to my house and he sees, let's say, I'm saying really just an example. Yeah. Like he sees my mother doing something of a nervous nature. Right. And he's asking a question just out of love and care. Like, how do you accept that? Like, what's going on? How do right. You Feel. Right. Am I allowed to say something like, "My mother is naturally a nervous person because of her not to say her traumas outright." Right. Say like she had a hard life. Right. Is that how would I navigate that situation? Is that a thing I can do, or what would you say? Right. So again, in that context of maybe having a conversation with your friend to talk about your mother, to really talk about it in a mature way, could be. But it's also it, it would shame it would shame a, a person if they said, "Yeah, oh." Uh, you've been through a lot, and that's why you're a nervous person, or you've been through a lot. Sorry. No, no, no. You're saying it to the mother. Well, no, but I'm asking. But I'm asking if someone would say it to their mother, would the mother would 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 the person feel shame about it? It could be they would. So how do you suggest I navigate that? Let's say it is a mature friend. So then you. So if you want to talk about your mother to your friend and help you understand your mother more and help you accept your mother more and your friend is not gonna judge your mother because of that and he's a mature person who comes to this year and learns purity of speech then you guys probably could have the conversation but you have, still have to be very careful I say that when it comes to siblings if you're talking to your siblings about your mother you're talking to a sibling about a parent so sometimes it's very good. Sometimes we need to call up our siblings or talk to our siblings about a parent to vent, to help us deal with a parent. But you also have to be very careful because you don't want to uh, stoke uh, things up. If people have issues with their parents and you talk siblings a lot of times can rile each other up in a negative way to their parents. So you have to be very careful. Be very careful. If they both have resentment or if they don't know the halachas, it's not that they're doing anything bedafka. If you don't know the halachas, then you just don't know. So then really quickly, how would you yeah. say deal with someone who doesn't really know Shemar uh, Then you cannot have that kind of... You, you have to be very... If they don't know the halachas, it's, you have to talk it out. It's, if you want to be makbid on Lashon Hara, which we all want to do, and then you have to really learn it and understand it. It's not like an all or nothing. It's not like either I can't say anything or I could say everything. You have to learn. You have to learn it. That's why we're learning it. It's a very good question. You have to learn and understand what you could say, when you could say, how to say, to who you could say. It's really complex. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Tzvi. Let's say if like, uh, 
you're in a, like a good environment, like like a yeshiva. Right. But you don't like 100 percent agree like on the yeshiva's mahalat or how they run things. Right. And you have a bad experience with that yeshiva. Great. Great. So if, if you like, you go home and you tell like your parents Great. something that's. Nice. Nice. So we're gonna. So great question. We're gonna. The Chavetz Chaim is gonna deal with that as well. We're gonna talk about it in this book. We're gonna get to that. Those are halachas with that also. You can't just make a blanket statement, and you can't just tell your parents, and parents can't just tell their kids. It's not a free for all. Are there ways to do it? hundred percent. Do I speak to my children about about school, or if my kids have a problem in school and teachers? We have very open conversation about that but at the same time my children know and we we talk about it we, we talk about it say you're venting to me I can't go ahead right most of the time people are either going to protect the school or they'll protect the kid it's learning how to have the have the conversation and say could you I had this with my daughter I've said this to you guys have heard this where my daughter many years ago had problems with a math teacher of her I, I remember and she was and I validated her I listened to her I said could you try and find the good in her that was the conversation and it changed her whole experience with the teacher because I said yes I hear that and you're going to have teachers in life who are going to be quote unquote bad and teachers meaning they're, you're not going to like them they're, they might not like you you might have a bad experience but to go ahead and just exit and push it to the side doesn't help anybody. Besides the fact that you're talking Lashon Hara. You have to learn how to navigate. You have to learn how to have conversations. What, what's beautiful about the Chavetz Chaim is that he teaches us how to have conversations. How to have conversations. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Tzvi. Amazing, I love it. I love it. Yes, yeah, Shlomo Nachem, and then we'll get to Effie, yeah? Yeah. It's, it was as if we were talking about three different people. Right. The father I spoke about was alien to his mother and sister. Right. The mother of my sister spoke about was like, who are talking about? Right. There was nothing common. Right. Our experience was like, oh, you know person A, B, C. Right. Very nice. Right. They say, I think there's a line that says, no two children are born to the same parents. Because depending on you know, the age of your parents, depending on what your number in your family you are, depending on who you are. So yeah, 100%. Yes, Effie, okay. Can you defend someone's action to allow it when you defend it, you're admitting, you're saying that they did it? Like what, what's an example? Example, I don't know, someone, you saw someone driving shops and right. Right, so, so, so first of all, that's actually halacha. If someone tells you that that guy was driving on Shabbos, you're allowed to, you're, you're actually supposed to defend them and say, and judge them l'kafschus. Just to give out that information, why would I give out that information if the person, meaning you're saying if don't, someone didn't see them? Uh, yeah, let's say someone, a third person. So, so meaning you're saying you're donning them l'kafschus, but you're saying they drove. That's a, that's a good question. I don't know. I have to look at that. You hear his question. Interesting question, meaning, meaning he's saying, you're telling him, oh, that guy drove on Shabbos, but, but I'm donning him l'kafschus, that he had a medical emergency, or probably, you, you probably have to be careful with that. No, but he's saying, could I, could I do that whole story where I'm saying something negative, right, and then I'm explaining it positive. That's it. Right, then it's not, right. I'll think about that. That's a very good question. I like that question. 
Okay, yeah, Reb Simcha Rabbah. Shkoyach Efi, thank you. I like that, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, a little louder, if you don't mind. When we're talking about the Mara, it feels like <sighs> when we talk about like just general halachas, like if you, we're learning like right now, like you know, about phase on phase in Gemara, there's like five different opinions when you say Shema. Right. Like when you have a practical, like real, like tomorrow morning, what time do I need to say Shema? Right. So like there's like a calendar, and I have a specific. So I just feel like, like as much as there's like the complexities and like it's good to be like sensitive to it. On the other hand, like if there's a specific scenario that a guy here is like struggling with, right? But like he can ask a specific question and and get like a specific answer. It's not always hundred percent have to be like like I feel like there's like an emphasis on the complexities to kind of be aware and sensitive, which is true in all the Shabbos and it's true at all along. Correct. But at the same time, correct. Like, there's a specific thing that a guy is struggling. With, like, he actually Correct. Right. No, I agree with you. I think I no, no, I agree with you. I think that I think that um, we, we're more we, we have to be more machmir than we think about what we say, which means we have to be more stringent about how we talk. But people have to realize that that there are ways to say things and to communicate. I think people look at it as an extreme and to realize that it's not an extreme, which is it's not I can either say nothing or I could say everything. You cannot talk, it's very subtle, Lashon Hara. People don't realize that it's subtle, very subtle, which means it's very intangible, right? When a person says, oh, that pizza, what's the, what's the best pizza shop? I've seen it on a chat. What is the best pizza shop in Muncie? You can't answer that question. That question would be Lashonara. Because you're putting down other pizza shops. That's like a fact. Like yes, yes. I have no no one can no one can tell me otherwise on that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's hundred percent Lashonara. Okay, good. So we'll talk that out. Okay, wait, wait, hold up one second. Yes. That you could say. You could say, I think you should go to this pizza shop. You'll love the pizza shop. But once you're comparing that pizza shop, why do I have to say it's the best pizza shop? Why do I have to say that this pizza shop is better than another pizza shop? Why can't I say, you know what? If someone comes to you and says, oh, where should I go get a schnitzel? Buy it over here. It's delicious. Buy it over there. It's delicious. Once you start saying, that's the best schnitzel place, once you start saying that is that, and you're by default shaming another place, then you have to be very, very careful. Again, I, uh, I think you have to be very, very careful with that. Yes. Rafilo is not so. Okay, we'll have to talk after Shear and we'll come back. What? Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yes. What? So, someone who asked you, that's called Avak Lashon Hara. How was the meal? You go and eat at someone's house. How was the meal? Bad question. Do not ask that question. Because once you're asking the question, oh, how's the food in yeshiva? That's Lashon Hara. If you're going to say the, the food is bad. Now, if you're going, it's Lashon Hara. If you talk to your friend in another yeshiva and you ask him, how is the food in your yeshiva? That's called Avak Lashon Hara. So what do I talk to him about? 
That's a good question. That's a good question. Again, that's a very dangerous question. How do I feel about the Buddha Yeshiva? It's a very dangerous, very dangerous. I feel very, uh, I get a lot of anxiety. I mean, what are you going to say? Yeah, you have to be careful. Yes. That's fine. That's fine. Say, so you could say, so you could say, you could say, you could go there, but you could say, I think you'll enjoy this place. I'm not saying not to go there. You have to be, you have to be careful with that also. You have to be very careful. That's in your opinion. Right. Right. Okay, it depends how you say it. Okay, let's wrap up. We didn't even get to the main thing over here, but I guess we did. Mayor, and then we're going to uh, wrap up for today with to be continued. Yes, Mayor. Let's say this pizza example. Yeah. Right, that definitely would be better. That definitely would be better. You could say, I personally enjoy this. They're all great pizza shops. I personally think you'll enjoy that one. Do you need to say they're all great pizza shops? Uh, again, again, you, again, it's, it's, all, it's all really what's in your heart. It's really what's in your heart. If you really don't like the other ones, that's usually what happens. Usually what happens is you have beef, no pun intended, about that place. So you're therefore going to bedavka say, oh, I like this place. Oh, don't go, go there because I, I spent, you know, $30 there and I had a stomachache afterwards. So you'd be like, oh, it's all really how, the, how it's given over. Um, okay, I guess we'll have to continue. Grace Hashem. Tomorrow, yes, Reb Zev? Based on what Zev said, what is the best shop? Yes. Right, so that's what Mayor was saying. If you're if you're saying if you're saying more personal, it's not as dangerous. If you say I prefer, but again, you also have to be you also have to be careful. Imagine if your friend next to you, Rebzev. Imagine if the friend next to you owns the other pizza shop, and you say right in front of him, I prefer that as opposed to his. How would you feel if I owned the pizza shop? And a guy next to me said, I prefer Yosef's pizza shop over my pizza shop. I would be insulted by that. I'd be hurt by that. I'd be like, why don't you like my pizza shop? You have to be, you have to be very, very careful. Yes? Why what? Oh, so that you can go over to the owner and you can tell the owner, I think your crust is... Is not thick enough. I think that that that's for sure, Mutter. That's what you that's what you want to do. Hashem will help us all have an amazing rest of the have an amazing re first day of the rest of your life.